0: From com, this is the Per Service Podcast. We're like the best gigging carpool buddies ever. Thoughtful conversations, honest expressions of how we're doing, some fun sing-alongs, and we won't fart in your car. But you're also not getting any gas money from us, so there's that. On the show today, we're thinking about the extreme sides of all the advice we hear to either take care of yourself and be content with what you have, or the opposite, to grow, hustle, optimize, crush it, and do more. So how do we do both? Before we get there, just a quick word of thanks to... Fix Music Publishing has been a longtime supporter of the show, and they cover the cost of hosting our show on the interwebs. So when you need sheet music, go to fixmusic.com. Sheet music, fix music, sheet music, fix music, sheet music, fixmusic.com. Got it. As a podcast listener, you get 10% off your order by using the promo code per service at checkout. That's F-I-C-K-S music.com. And this podcast is also made possible by the support of FiddlerShop.com. FiddlerShop is more than just a one-stop shop for your violin instrument and supplies. They carry instruments, bows, strings, all the accessories you need for viola, cello, and bass. They are proud to have the lowest prices on the internet on almost all their products, and they ship internationally too. So I've worked out a special offer for all of you, where you can get five percent off your order by using the promo code Per Service at checkout. So Visit FiddlerShop.com for your string instrument supplies. Okay, so if you are new to the show, we are four string players. I'm Michael Giblin. I play violin and live in Boca Raton and gig up and down the coast. Jessica Wiersma is a violinist in Indianapolis. Anna Luce is a violinist on tour with a little show called Hamilton. And today she shares where the hardest note in the show is... And Christian Marshall of the in Graz, Austria, is our resident philosopher. So buckle up. And I'm going to drop you in on the conversation, which usually starts pretty silly before we decide to start recording for real. And I believe the topic was about the gems of the internet days gone by. And at any point, uh, you can visit perservice.co slash 41. That's our show notes page, and you can find the links of everything we're talking about there. So enjoy. Oh,
1: check your email. Checking
2: the email, the email, oh, want, the email, the email. Checking
1: email. Email. Checking email. email. I loved Strong Bad. How do you, know, how do you spell C-S-S-I? I love
0: Hello. i need to go back to window wait window what a good if thing
2: you that take was. a look at
3: my resume <laughs> on. He has like, and that. he has like the <laughs> s backwards in resume he's like if you take a look at my resume <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: right,
0: come on. I'm
1: bad. i think we should bring that back with the youths that's what they need i, I feel
2: like that would get us back to a simpler day a simpler time <laughs> I feel like about my new pants.
0: Quite a few really times wrong. I've had to ask people, I was like, Do you, you, you know Strong band, right? Or I'm running. They're like, What? I was like, Oh, come on.
1: They don't know they don't, dead. know.
0: they don't even know. It was like this beautiful time before YouTube when there were only <laughs> yeah. a few things on the internet that were. <laughs> a few yeah, things. the internet was
3: like four things.
0: Yeah, that's all. <laughs> there, was, there was like E Bombs World. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. and there was oh, Homestar Runner, and then there Homestar was
2: like Run.
0: AIM, but that was a whole world.
2: Yeah, but that was. You do know, you remember so. when like you used to communicate with people through AIM, and like oh, you'd have like your away messages? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the away
3: message. That's what they would call um, away messages. That like and like, door really opening. hope
2: that people would like send you messages while you're and be like, I have five messages yeah. from when I was in class.
0: So that was always really difficult. With like three or four people would start messaging you, and you were having like the same conversation, in like yeah. all all. The, at least that's and what happened would have to, to me. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was yeah. Maybe this is like, like. Oh
2: my God, Homer nine two seven text like sent me a message. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> like when it was like.
0: <laughs> I was uh, my screen name was Mogzinator
1: because <laughs> it was like Michael
0: O Giblin. I don't even know why. What were, what were your screen names?
1: Uh, uh, Do you even remember? Annabelle, Annabelle Anna, for you.
0: Annabelle for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sounds a little,
1: <laughs> sexual.
3: <laughs> a little after hours. I was, I was, li- I think I was Liberty. Liberty. No,
2: you were Liberty Belt. <laughs> no, no. We talked on. We talked on it though. I remember. I was J Dubs wow. ninety seven. Oh, I so remember that. Yeah, J Dubs
0: through the night. Nine- yeah, mm-hmm. hold
2: on. And then remember when we moved away from AIM and moved more into like communicating through Facebook Messenger? Mm, wait, really? Or Facebook I chat? Really? And GChat, yeah. like those were all like very popular ways of communicating yeah. for a while. What, what a time we've lived in. All right. Well, today
0: it seems like we, we touched on this a little bit in our last episode that at least I hear two different messages and they're sort of conflicting a little bit. Some of our topics have been about one and some of them have been sort of about the other. And the messages are that you should be content where you are and be grateful For what you have and where you are and then this other sort of conflicting one is like you should be doing more or you should be breaking through you should be optimizing you should be growing you should be achieving more and it seems like there's there is a time and a place for for both of them or there are different times maybe we just go back and forth about can you do both at the same time can they agree are they always in conflict with each other so that's sort of baseline of where we're going today I was thought maybe maybe we start with this idea of uh, being content where you are and with what you have and see if there was any if if that resonates with you guys more right now wherever you are in life or does that sound like you should just like settle and give up or something what? What comes to mind?
3: I have two thoughts on this and they kind of go in different directions. And so you can, I'll explain both. So the first one is, I think this being content with what you have and where you are demands a very sober, humble and neutral assessment of your actual skills. And it's something that's done outside of Pity and outside of overconfidence. It's a real sort of like, how good am I? What am I capable of? What do I have? What skills do I have that I can invest? And and based on that, what do I have to show for it? So where am I? And then this other idea that I have on this statement of like, you know, be content with where you are and what you have, how much of that have we actually been taught in our musical education? Because the way we practice, you know, it's always about getting better. It's always about fixing the problems that you have. And so I wonder, are we building some sort of permanent demand for improvement? Or are we building a sort of never going to be good enough or don't know how to accept my flaws or my limits because we're always trying to improve ourselves. And that's just a failure in the way that we learn and teach and pass music on this idea of professional musicianship. So I think they're like kind of two different conversations there.
2: So it's funny because your second one goes a little bit more along with what I have been thinking about with this kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to improve and keep on working towards some goal. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think at least what I have been discovering or or thinking about probably is more an accurate statement is being okay with who I am as a player right now. And that doesn't mean I can't keep getting better or that somebody can't keep getting better, but from a mental health point of view, and maybe maybe like an identity point of view, um, being okay with who you are as a player right now and not letting that destroy your mental state if you're not at your goal yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like it's weird because it's definitely something that we have to keep working for. But it also kind of goes along with what you're saying about like having that assessment of like, where are you actually in the pool of musicians or in the pool of whatever dancers? Do you know what I mean? And like understanding where you are and maybe seeing like, are your goals actually attainable? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And
3: the way I've been experiencing that, because I've been thinking about this topic a lot recently, Michael, I'm glad that you brought it up. And if I just kind of look at my, my past year with the viola. And so those of you who have listened to the last six months of our podcast and you know, you guys, my fellow hosts know this, like a year ago I stopped playing in this orchestra that I was in because I really knew this was not the environment that I wanted to be in. And I also felt like the, the level of playing this, Lack of desire to to improve or just grow as an ensemble was really getting me down, and I knew this is not um, what I want to be around. This is not what I want to invest my time and energy in. And I think I really think I deserve better. So I quit playing and w- doing a lot of freelancing and playing outside of the city. And I also realized though that um, I wasn't happy. I, I I needed to be playing more, um, even though you know because I said no to a large chunk of of what I was playing. And so then to see that there was less viola in my life was also not the answer. So this was just about two months ago. The orchestra that I had quit invited me back to be principal for a project. And immediately after the first (laughs) rehearsal, it was clear, this is no really, this is why I quit. And it, it just reminded me everything of like, okay, this is not where I wanted to be. And I reminded myself, okay, I made the right decision. And a week later, I was in another chamber orchestra where I also had the opportunity of being principal. And I really felt like there I thrived. Now, this was not the Berlin Philharmonic or a world-class ensemble, but it was a group of colleagues that are very supportive to each other. It was a chance to use the skills that I have to play my best, to enjoy this camaraderie and make great music. And I realized at that, that moment is like, okay, or or in that moment, I saw... I see my limits. I see that I'm not playing in a top tier orchestra and that I shouldn't be because everything that it takes to be in that ensemble, maybe that's not what I have been given, or maybe that's not the development that I have pursued. And and it was really interesting in that moment to see, wow, I can be happy with having less actually in that sense, because I was living in that moment. I was living my less fully rather than having less than somebody else thinking, oh, The grass is greener on the other side and not even appreciating the own grass on my side, if that makes sense. So I think that's, yeah, like I said, this sober assessment of what do I have and what is it that I have that I can enjoy now and understand that that belongs to me. This is here for me to enjoy and to thrive in. And I don't need to be jealous of what somebody else has. To thrive
0: in. Yeah. I think inherent in that is like, there's like a little flavor of comparison that sort of can, can tilt the scales either way. Like it, it would be very easy to be comparison. I think just was, you mentioning that a little bit is looking at other people and being like, Oh, I want that. And I'm unhappy because I don't have that. Right, right. But that was interesting that comparison helped a little bit. And, and you were able to take in all the data and, and say, I don't know, it sounds really clinical or something, but you were able to see everything and be like, well, I'm not there, but I also chose not to do that route because that route means selling your soul to practicing 18 hours every day or something, whatever. Maybe that's just not, maybe you want to do. Yeah. So I, th- I don't know. I think that that's a big argument for contentment is being aware of if you're comparing yourself to other people or it's like it was you know. also this weird
3: it's this has this also weird philosophical flair to it or this vibe that's like you know trying to you it.
0: would right? I <laughs> trying to like i'll let i'll let you finish
3: <laughs> no in a way you know you spend so many years or you can spend so much time or energy being upset or jealous or even mad about someone else having something that anyway doesn't belong to you. The the hard work that someone else put in, that's their hard work. That's not my hard work. I can't be jealous or mad about that, that ensemble that they're playing in. That's part of their package. And like, I have a completely different package. And that's the one that I need to recognize and appreciate, because that's the only way you can take advantage of mm-hmm. it.
1: I think, too, once you get the job that you've wanted or I don't know, you know, playing The tour right now. Like some people are like, oh man, you're so lucky. You like have consistent income and whatever, whatever. And all the, you know, that's true, but it's a really different environment. And, you know, like every job has its turmoil. And even when you think you belong somewhere, sometimes it feels like you don't. And just because you have the job doesn't mean you you actually deserve it or feel like you belong. And then, you know, like the thing that we're dealing with right now, you know, Greg's laid off for three and a half months while we're in DC. And so like he had ownership of this project and now someone else has his job because of union rules. And that's like a, that's a tricky thing mentally to be like, oh, well I thought I was a part of this and now actually I'm not, you know, that's, so it's like, even when you have, even when you've like met a goal that you find to be inspiring or something and, and like, you know, I don't want to do, Hamilton tour forever. Like I have other musical goals too, but yeah, it's just, it's, there's going to be a challenge at every step. And mine right now is what is success for me on this tour? And I think I haven't discovered it yet, but my hope is to be able to navigate the things that are tricky about it and still appreciate where I'm, where I am.
0: And I'm curious, like, so what sort of getting back to like, what is the argument for being content where you are? Like why, Maybe, maybe that should have been like something where to start is like, why is that even important?
1: Why is it important to be content where you are? That's the question.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Well, I otherwise sad. you're gonna be real sad. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, just gonna feel like yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just look at that. It's gonna be just, real just sad, you guys. It? Just look I don't at know. it. It's gonna be real sad. Uh,
1: what? Well, I'm saying, I don't know. know this is, um, I would think I'm deflecting because. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: it sure wasn't. It wasn't the a great
0: question. question.
1: Just, I feel like you have something to add.
2: Well, well, I think that this whole like contentment thing, I feel like there are two facets to it. There's being content with life and what you have, and then I think, excuse me, when you listen to some of our episodes that we have not yet. We have a really great um, interview coming up with someone um, who I think everyone will know. But one thing we discussed was being like accepting who you are as a player. And I think as musicians and I'm sure as dancers, as performers, so much of our identity is wrapped up in are playing or are performing, our dancing. Um, and I think it gets really difficult for us to separate the rest of our lives from our craft because we spend so much time working on it. And I think that's when it becomes so dangerous is because like this whole thing with the identity thing, going back to what Anna was saying is if our contentment and the way we feel about ourselves and the world and life is only based on how we practiced that day, how we performed in this concert or this audition or whatever, that's not a recipe for any type of success. And I think what happens with that is then you say you get that job or, you know, that you wanted, that's not going to fix all your problems. And so you're going to still be wanting for something at some point, like maybe things will seem like they're going well for a while, but then I think that, you will come to the real realization that it's not going to fix everything. And I think that going back to what Christian said about, is this what we are like perpetuating in the way we teach music or in the way we, you know, learn at school. I mean, yeah. Cause you're sort of always taught, you know, you, you can get better. You can keep building on these skills and that's totally true. And you can totally do that for decades. But I don't want to say you have you like set a, a cap for yourself on like, how good am I going to get or anything? But I mean, instead of like being able to enjoy what you're doing now while you're still honing your craft is so important so that you don't either burn out or hate everything and become a miserable person because you're not completely satisfied with your job. I,
3: I mean, I, I follow what you're saying. And what I wonder is like this type of commit, this type of... My commitment, this type of contentment that you describe and the way you are accepting the identity, accepting yourself as the performer that you are as the musician or the dancer, the actor. I feel like a key element in that that we were describing and kind of dancing around, but not actually naming is is this mixture of kindness, being kind to yourself, the self-compassion. And this self-acceptance, this also at a self-acceptance based on, on neutral and sober awareness, a very fair, honest assessment of where you are, you know, not being kind to yourself and kind of Mm -hmm. buttering yourself up and being like, oh, I'm actually that great. Like, even though I deserve to win and, you know, really not that sort of thing, like a real, neutral. And I think it's this, it's this soothing element of being kind to yourself that paves the way for this contentment contentment without self-compassion or acceptance is your lot in. I don't want to say you're lying to yourself, but just the feeling I automatically have my body is very rigid. It's this stiff and sort of like, how content can you really be and how relaxed can you really be? If you can't practice that with self-compassion
2: or or acceptance, I think that's something that is hard. I think that goes against our culture in general. And then doubly goes against the culture we are in as performing artists. Mm -hmm. So I think we have like a double whammy because not only is it not popular, no matter what line of business you're in, but it's even more so in ours, I think.
3: Yeah. Because we run the, we run this risk of, oh, being kind to yourself. And then you, does that mean, do I accept a bad performance? Do I accept bad intonation? Do I accept my, oh, well, I prepared the best I could. And it's like, well, did you really? Well, you know, it's, it, that's right. a very difficult, like each of these yeah. questions, each of these situations have to be looked at, looked at individually, you know, and, there, and it's a different answer. It's a different formula program, what have you mm-hmm. for each person and for each stage in life. Right. And that's, it's such a fine, like you said, um,
0: a tricky path to navigate. Some of that I think is just like being aware of your self talk and how you and like sort of being kinder to yourself. What we've talked about like things like instead of when you listen to a recording of yourself, instead of being like, oh, I suck. This is so bad. Just be like, that note was sharp. Mm-hmm. I missed that shift. Like just a think making things like a little more objective instead of um, being so critical, maybe is just a small step and being more. Uh, Yeah. Kinder to yourself. I don't know. I feel like we, we talked about this with, on our, our self-care episode about we, we've all been doing this long enough to know that trying to let the job make you happy or, or depending on the, all the right circumstances to make you happy is just going to, you're just going to bang your head against the wall if you're hoping that those situations are going to, um, all line up to make you happy.
2: But it's a hard lesson to learn. And I right. think maybe you, I don't know, at least for me, you know, the self care thing has been because you like think you're doing enough or something, and then something happens <laughs> and you're like, whoops. <laughs> and it's not until like you recover from whatever uh-huh. it was that happened. And I mean, I don't know what that means. Like maybe you just get sick, like maybe you just get like a summer. F- cold or something. And it's because you weren't taking care of yourself. I'm not talking about like big traumatic events necessarily, but sometimes like it's not until you recover from that, that you're like, Oh, like, I guess I can see more clearly now what I could have done better. So that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry,
0: just no, no. had to have or, a shower. Or, like, or Jess, you know. do,
1: or you do like get yourself so worked a into
0: co- a no. No, we're
1: trying to come all heart to heart. The
2: boys are singing.
1: Excuse <laughs> me. I
3: tried to make it a, a musical joke, <laughs> and but
1: no one got yeah. that. Right? But, it was just, just sometimes the um, it is a little catastrophic. We get ourselves so bent out of shape, like I did a few weeks ago if you don't take time for the self-care and sometimes there aren't enough hours in the day. Right. Um, but a few weeks ago, like I just didn't have enough hours a day. There had been, it had been a stressful couple of weeks. We had opening week here in DC and some things happened and my stress management got out of hand and I ended up in the ER and like having like an autoimmune situation. And I was like, how did I let myself get here? But it's all part of it. Like sometimes, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be catastrophic, like stop you in your tracks, but you know, you, it's, But even, oh, oh boy, there's a thunderstorm. See, because <laughs> I can clearly now the rain is gone. The rain is not gone. <laughs> the dog uh, does not care for. Oh, I right. was
0: going to stab myself from saying, how did I get here? This is not my house. This, you, you know, this What's song that is, from? Uh, let the days go by. Oh. water, Once in a lifetime. Ah, uh, that, yeah, uh, you I may that ask I know. Yourself, yeah. This is not my house. nobody? You may ask yourself. This is this so is so about I, have I have no idea
2: what you're talking Michael. about. What is you it? may ask
1: yourself. How did I get here? The go by.
2: How did I, I get here? <laughs> Are you home Let alone? So have you been drinking early?
0: <laughs> I am home alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
2: all explained. <laughs> Just for the hour
0: because I asked them you know, to give me Hilarious. some space.
2: Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, I agree. I, but space. let's enter
0: Well, what were some of the mindsets that you
3: guys had when you realized that contentment was the topic that you were focusing on in your life at that point, or contentment was kind of the theme of the season? Um, did you were there concrete steps that you took, or was it more of a process of enlightenment? You know, how did you guys find that contentment was actually something that you were growing in? Well,
2: so for me, I think that's interesting to say that you focus on the contentment, you know, because I think... As in
3: terms of being aware of it. Like right, acknowledging right. It.
2: So I think it's just, for me, it's been extremely recent. And by recent, I mean, like, within the past week or two, honestly, because I think that's actually what that I have been wanting. But, like, I've been so busy filling my brain space with fears, maybe even... Oh, what is that called? When you put something on somebody and you're like, this is what they think about what I'm doing. You always tell me I do this, Anna. Projecting? Yes. Thank you. I was going to say progressing. I was like, I'm not progressing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Projecting. I'm not
2: progressing. That's <laughs> Projecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, like fears are like you're projecting your own fears on other people, meaning you're assuming that they're thinking one thing about you because it's something you think about yourself or you're afraid people think about you. For example, a very easy one is, you know, especially in our world, like, have you won the audition? Have you advanced in auditions? Have you gotten all the way to the finals or, you know, whatever? And just what what do people think if you haven't won that audition or um, you didn't get to the finals or something? And the reality that I have come to very recently find is that most people are not actually judging you on that. Um, it's like me judging myself and I, cause I don't judge my friends who are in similar situations. I'm not like, Oh, what a loser. They didn't advance from mm-hmm. that audition or something, but I'd say that to myself. And so for me, it's kind of been more of a realization of, you know, people are not actually judging you on that kind of stuff, or even really thinking about it in the same way that I am. And so I need to, or that has kind of given me the freedom to very, again, very recently to kind of step back and be like, okay, so like, what do I want like, my life to look like in music in my life? Does that make sense? Like, could I, like, am I killing myself to try to get a job But maybe is that what I really want? A full time orchestra job? You know, like and kind of like giving myself time and permission to like step back and look at things, perhaps maybe not objectively, but like subjectively for what I want for my life, because it's going to be different for everyone. That's what I mean.
1: So you're trying to you're trying to take your brain out of the space of the constant cycle of comparing yourself to others and and judging yourself really harshly, even when other people aren't. And look at what you right, really And want.
2: even like then the the okay. pff- mental fatigue that comes with that. And I think one reason I've just recently gotten to the place where I can even say that that's what was happening is because I was too tired in my brain to even know that that was, is what was going on.
0: Yeah. It sounds like, and you're also like freeing mm-hmm. yourself I don't know. from other people's judgment. Like that is not really even... Accurate. That's not even there. That's not even there. Just like releasing yourself. Right.
2: Right. Like I was projecting that for a lot of times. And of course you're going to run into the people that actually do, but but it's not as much as you think. You know, far between.
3: Right. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: No, I I don't know. I don't know if that's actually a helpful. No, that uh does make sense. But it's, that's where I am.
3: My, now, again, Michael, bear with me. This gets a little philosophical. but let's see, I let's see if you guys can follow me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not
0: sure you do <laughs> sometimes. But okay. That word means You're what like you I think I have it to edit this
3: crap. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Sean Morris.
0: Inconceivable! You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means.
3: Um, no. So, okay. I think a large part of my lack of contentment was because instead of having contentment, I was having frustration. And this frustration was stemming from this thought of, I deserve to be somewhere else. Um, I deserve to be in a better orchestra. And that comes from the belief of I'm better, or I think I'm better than I actually am. So in my mind, I have this version of myself that I think I am, and I'm trying to play like this person. Like basically I'm trying to play like a player, or play like the myself that deserves to be in a better orchestra than I actually am, but that's not the case. So it's this constant failure, in a way. You know, it's like me trying to play. Let's just take a famous solo. like, oh, I'm just trying to play like Vengerov, you know. And it's like, wh- why am I so frustrated and so I Like, you know, uh, think clearly because I'm not him. That's why I can't. That's why I can't play like him. But but that sort of thing was happening. So then the next step was to realize, okay. That's not who I am. I have this skill set. Okay. So this is how I play. This is where I'm at. And the the key there is for me to realize that it, it's a, it's a two-part package. It's this, I have this skill set. I have this level of playing that I have. And along with that, I have the ability to play at that level, if that makes sense because you can actually play below your level. You can actually, you don't always live to your full potential. So I think the, the really interesting thing that got me feeling content in orchestra was not only to recognize the level that I have, but to give myself the acceptance and kind of the challenge and the joy to say, this is my level. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to play to that level fully. And in that moment, I was not trying to play better than I actually am. I was trying to play exactly as good as I am, not worse and not better. And that let me realize when there were difficult passages and I might not have gotten through them perfectly, it was like, that's okay. But at the same time, it then also inspired me to work on them. It's a very, it's, it's, it's tricky. I might not have expressed that so clearly, but it's, I think it's, it's an interesting process to realize how. I don't want to say the phrase, how good you are. I think it's an interesting process to realize the level of playing you have reached and then to also allow yourself to say, I have the ability to play to this level fully and I don't need to play hmm. past it.
2: Right. Like, And that's where I think it's so weird to be like you accept your limitations. But like you were saying, like you're not this... You're not Vengarov and you're not, you know, whoever. And that's totally fine. It's totally fine. And you shouldn't try to be them. I don't know. It's just a funny thing. But I think you're totally right.
3: I think, or, you know, like, did you guys ever play those sorts of games? Like you'd have to put out, let's say, um, seat cushion pads or something. You'd toss them on the ground and you could like step to the next one. and You had to pick up the one behind you and then put it down. It's just sort of like, you know, how far can you step out? And I kind of look at playing or progress also like that. You know, I can reach just beyond my abilities and I can play a little bit better, but only when I'm fully standing at that level or in that space can I then again lean forward and grasp past it. It's like you can always play a little bit beyond your ability, but you have to be then fully at that next level before you can reach out beyond it.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to think about that one for a while.
3: I don't know if that's so clear.
1: Well, I'm also thinking about it in terms of my current job, which is to play the same show eight times a week, which is sometimes a real mental burden, if I'm being honest. Um, and also, you know, it's the same book every night and parts of it are challenging. And, and I have a couple of solos every night and I'm like, I hope I get it. <laughs> I don't know. There's is one really high A sharp that comes out of nowhere, and we're like in uh, in unison, the quartet, and it's it's always hit or miss. This is the eye of the hurricane. This is the only way I can protect my legacy. Wait for
2: it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. The Reynolds. Pin.
1: Um, it's so interesting <laughs> though to like to get myself centered beforehand and think like I have a choice to play this at. To the best of my ability tonight again for the eighth time this week or whatever or I, or i can choose to just like not do a great job and just be mediocre because i'm tired of playing it hmm. and it's so it's very similar to what you're saying christian in that like yeah. i i have like an active choice every day to play to my potential within this setting or to not give it my best shot. And sometimes, you know, outside factors influence it too. Like right now we're working with some local strings and it's been really a really different experience and that provides a new challenge. It's it's all, it's just, uh it's kind of a mind game no matter how you look at it though, right? I mean, for all of us. I think if you are not
2: comfortable with who you are as a player, and by comfortable, I mean like if you are beating yourself up always about where you are, in your playing, if I am constantly like, it's not okay, it's not okay. Like this is not okay. <laughs> then I like actually can't even play as well as I actually can because uh-huh. you like you, so then you're, I'm always performing. Yeah,
3: You cripple yourself.
2: Totally. Yeah, and that is just something, maybe that seems super obvious, but it's just something that has really dawned on me is that forget trying to reach past where you are because you can't even, perform it where you are because you're so paranoid Mm -hmm. upset obsessed whatever with the flaws that you do have that then you create more because you're a disaster
1: does that make sense i was gonna ask jess you don't have to but i feel like you have a very personal example right now of like well the whole identity situation i don't know if you want to go there or not well no i will I think that's oh, why I, will. I keep like, will go like there. why do you guys know so much about each other's lives? And I don't. Oh, Cause no, we, we, we talk text like each
2: literally other every second every of the day.
1: Moment of the day.
2: <laughs> no, but like, this is what I'm saying is this year has been such a, like, like it's been so hard. And I honestly didn't even know. I knew it was hard, but the thing I think I'm finding so frustrating is I worked so hard this year to do things in such a more healthy manner. And in some ways, I think I really achieved that. And then in some ways, I I like majorly failed. But like, I didn't even know about some of those ways until, you know, I'm now like six weeks removed from things and I've had a little time to recover and like see things a little bit more from a distance. You know what I mean? But like, how do so like, how do we do that? How do we manage life?
3: That's a very good
2: question. That's
1: the question.
2: Because I thought I was doing a little better. And then it's been like, no, actually, you didn't play well because you were always beating yourself up about stuff. I knew that. I knew I was, like, beating myself up about stuff, but, like, I don't know how to stop, I guess. Do you guys know? Is that, like, a dumb thing to say? Is that real? Do I need extreme professional help? (laughs) Yes.
3: Let's say that your max level of performance is a nine. Mm -hmm. Okay and you're performing, let's say at an eight and you beat yourself up because you didn't perform a 10. And it's right. like, if you haven't taken that, that sober assessment of, okay, I'm a nine and I'm going to max out at nine right now in my life. And I'm not saying that when you take the sober assessment, that there's not room for improvement beyond that, right. but it's this assessment of this assessment of right now. If, if you don't, yeah, take that assessment and realize that nine is your cap and you always beat yourself up for not performing at a 10. When you perform at a nine, you won't even recognize that as an improvement because you'll be beating yourself up that you didn't perform at a 10.
2: I mean, I think that's true, but I also think that you will start performing more and more at like a seven or a six. No, totally. You will get yourself so messed up that, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. where you start totally losing it I may or may not be speaking from personal experience, <laughs> but that's like where you mentally start totally losing it because you know you can do better and you're constantly underperforming. But it's because, like you said, Christian, like maybe my max is a nine, right? And then I'm mad I'm not performing at a 10. So then the next one. I show up at or the next performance opportunity instead of performing at the nine, I perform at a seven, which is drastically lower than the nine. And then that's more upsetting because not only is it not my normal, but it's still like that much further away than from the, the perfection. And, right. But... And so it, and it just keeps lowering you more and more. It's like, okay, I can give a personal example. I recently auditioned for something and it was a tape round. And, you know, did did my thing, sent them in. Do your thing. And then didn't hear from them for for a while. And then it was actually just yesterday that I got an email from them. And it was kind of a weird email. It said, you know, like, hey, thank you f- for doing this. Like, would you be willing to um, re-record some of the materials and resubmitting them? Interesting. This person is copied on it and they're going to give you more direction. Okay. Um, and I like totally lost my, my mind because to me that was just like, oh my God, it was so terrible that. Maybe they're just being nice. Like I don't know. I couldn't figure mm-hmm. it out. Like my mind goes in a he- million different ways. Like so, then I wrote back when I finally gained like a little bit of composure. Consciousness. Well, no, but seriously, <laughs> like I was like off the deep end. Like it was awful, and it's because it's because it's all of the things that had been packed into this last year. It seemed like it was being confirmed in this yet mm-hmm. another audition okay and then so i wrote back and i was like yeah of course i'll i'll do whatever you want (laughs) that's what i love email for as i yes thank god because i'm like tears are like falling onto the keyboard as i'm like (laughs) like of course i will whatever you guys want i'd love to super excited favorite thing to re-record and um and then the guy wrote back with more direction and and you know i was like what does that mean is it out of tune am i playing all the wrong rhythms but like i have Uh listened to these things i sent in and like i I was like, mm-hmm. do I just not hear it? And so then you start feeling like a crazy person. Cause like, I don't even know how bad I am. You know what I mean? Like all of these things, <laughs> or maybe nobody knows, maybe it's just me cause I'm crazy. But so then they wrote back and they were just like, you know, everything was, was great. We would just like you to take another pass at things and like inject more of who you are as a person into your plane, cool. which is like probably the best situation. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, Hey, you like didn't play any correct rhythms do you want to try that again or something it's
0: like but we then want to hear more of you
2: yeah but then i was like i don't know who that is anymore because i have so now i'm in like a crisis of identity even as a player because i'm like i have been beating myself up for so long about not being perfect all the time with which is kind of how you prepare for auditions i mean that's kind of where i got in my mind with as i prepared Uh Can I do that and still play the right notes? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And it's like, can I like be who I am as a player and still play correct notes? I mean, I would hope so. Like, I don't think I would have gotten this far if I couldn't do that. But do you
1: like these are the types of fears? Mm -hmm. And I feel like at some point in everyone's career and maybe multiple times we'll all experience this. Like, I know for me, it happened a couple of years ago. I was so crippled with fear by my under performing, which for me is, was all performance anxiety based. Cause I felt like I could execute things well in the practice room and then in, it wouldn't translate into performance. And I got myself into such a pickle of like, I know I can do this. So what's the problem? And, and I came to a point where I was like, it's not worth it to be a musician to me if I can't do what I know I'm capable of. Totally. And it took me a couple, it took me time to sort through my brain and figure out a process for myself and I, I don't know if Christian and Michael if you guys have experienced this on such a dramatic level <laughs> but as um, we're not dramatic
2: we're uh, just living the life
1: yeah we're definitely not dramatic but yeah I, I just feel like it's a necessary thing and I feel like it's great just that you're able to be so vulnerable and share this because I know that a lot of other people are going through it or have gone through it or will It's important. Well, and I think it
2: is a time that allows you to reassess your goals. Like, I guess, and I guess that's like where I'm at now is like, okay, like maybe I need to take a look at things like Christian was saying, like have that, you know, very sober, neutral emotions, put aside assessment of, of who you are as a player skill wise. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not going to be the concert master of Berlin Phil anytime soon. I'm like, I'm definitely okay with that. But like, there are, there are steps between concert master of Berlin Phil and like just quitting violin because I'm not good enough. Like there, there is like a spectrum within that, that like I could maybe find like where I would be happy. And do you know what I'm saying? Does this make sense? That does
3: make sense. And I think also like, but how great, that, that you have such a gentle first step in a way, this re-recording to like give that a try or whatever. Like that's yeah. such an actually protected environment. Yeah.
1: That's think true. About Never, how many people
0: don't have that. Like,
1: well, And that's, that's what I was thinking. How many times would you like to hear in a live audition? Um, Could you actually like, that sounded great, great use of like rhythm and whatever. Could you put more of your personality in it? It's kind of, I mean, like it's annoying that you have to re-record, but I, I think yeah. it says a lot.
2: No, like I wish so many times in an audition, they would have just been like, okay, can you just like calm the F down and try that again? (laughs) And like play like you and not like what you think we want to hear.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the dream.
2: Even though I try that, Mm. but sometimes in the moment it doesn't, it's not working. And it's because I have spent so many days, weeks, months, like (laughs) telling myself otherwise at a subconscious level. And I think that's the other thing is some of it's at a subconscious level that I have to like, unbury. You
3: have to edit this out, Michael, because it's like very religious. So I wouldn't put it like,
1: it's not Kivo. On the, L. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, tell us your,
3: well, it's that's so a- funny because this whole contentment thing, basically it's been really based on the parable of the talents for me hmm. because we studied it in Bible study a bit, but I also read a really interesting article and it's about how you destroy yourself by thinking you have five talents or you should have five when you actually have three or one. But then also when God gives you the three talents, he also gives you the power to invest those three talents fully. And it's not the power for five or the power for one, but it's specifically the power for the ability and how like the I guess the words used in Greek it really has those like the two words have those two meanings, like ability and then the capability. And hmm. so it's just been really it's interesting for me, but it gives me a lot to think about, you know, like I think I am on the right path to realize that I, I I've been holding a way higher standard for myself than maybe God gave me, hmm. you know, maybe I'm not the five, the five talent violist that I thought I should have been, you know, maybe I have two talents in 200 different areas, <laughs> And not just one talent with or one area with five talents. Mm -hmm. And that that, that's kind of the journey I'm on now to kind of live out those different two talent areas fully. And rather than keep thinking, nope, this one, I should have three. I should have Mm. four. (laughs) But maybe that's not what they gave me.
2: And that that's okay. Yeah, exactly. And that I think that's, yeah, accepting that without being like, it's not like a sad resignation accepting. It's like a peaceful, like I feel at ease. Right. And also
3: the interesting thing that came with that acceptance was me being the happiest I had ever been playing in that orchestra. Like, you know, funny that that I'm the most content and happy when I realize, oh, maybe this is actually where I should be.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm yeah
2: yeah so this life guys what a crazy thing <laughs>
0: all right my little two cents i think on i started becoming more aware of my negative thoughts it was i sort of have this anchor memory it's not it's it's a little embarrassing or a little i don't know it's a little part that represents the whole i guess i I could say is there what do you what's that expression like a um, puzzle <laughs> No, no. I'm the no. like, uh, like, um, it's the
1: way the cookie crumbles
0: The uh, part Not part and parcel but it's like um, uh, The <laughs> way the, You fry short of a happy meal anyways, <laughs> it, anyways, Whatever the expression Is be, I feel like I always harbored the critical Or would like leave a rehearsal And being like <laughs> um, Exactly like that is what it sounds like sure. in my head And I noticed there was one concert I think it was it was either at Masterworks or it was like the year after it where I think we were playing the Star Wars medley and and it's you I remember because it was like in a pops concert and you know nobody really enjoys pops concerts and there it's just like a you know just slash through everything and like there's no time to rehearse anything you just get through everything and this orchestra was like not very good you know we were just like hacking away everybody's just playing so loud and so it's like the first starts off you know just like crazy stuff and like there's like they're really difficult stuff in the string parts and then we finally got to the princess leia theme and my good friend arturo was playing flute and it was like the one moment in the whole concert where like basically everybody like everything stops. There's just like this soft tremor, you just like soft tremolo. And there was like something that the orchestra actually could do mm-hmm. and like sound. You know, it was like cut sort of sort of a small string section anyways. And we like, we weren't cut out for it, the basic. But we could play this this soft tremolo like really nicely. And then Arturo played that. <laughs> I mean it's a beautiful theme, it's it's that uh, Princess Leia I think that's Two minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> it's so pretty. And just for like two minutes, I had this like just total transformation. I've sort of remembered that moment throughout is that like all it takes is a small moment. <laughs> and even just like it, it doesn't even have to be as long as two minutes. It can be just a beautiful note or like a beautiful shift in something that will make you forget all the other crap. And for some reason, it, maybe it helped that that concert was so bad. Otherwise that it wasn't for me, it wasn't even worth remembering all the other garbage because there was just, you. Were, there would be no end if you started talking about all, all the stuff that was wrong. Um, but what I could remember was like, Oh my gosh, Arturo's solo was like so beautiful. And I think that's just something I've kind of, Remembered sometimes is that it's like just just hang on to the the beautiful moments and and it doesn't make the, the bad stuff go away but it's like you don't have to harbor that stuff. So that's my little right.
1: Yeah, man. Conscious effort to release the <laughs> release negative,
0: the negative accentuate the positive,
1: accentuate the positive. Limb. and the embrace embrace the beauty you've got a lot of songs I, you know. I don't. I was gonna know. Say, there's so many songs it's like, a,
0: it's like my evasive method or um like coping mechanism because this is a difficult topic Yeah, uh-huh. I'm singing a little tune like, I yeah. Can't, yeah like when, when things, things get too real, too real uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. just like
1: today on yeah, metaphor totally mashup <laughs> and deflection yeah songs yeah. that's not a catchy
0: no. phrase <laughs>
1: so <laughs> i don't think you don't really yeah. this
0: is kind of we're out of kind of of time for today we're so out of time we're so it's not even out funny. Of time that we'll pick up maybe the counter argument on why you should optimize and grow and stuff like that so, that yeah. sounds good
1: yeah are we gonna pick it up after our uh Surprise, surprise guest, guest so episode
0: that be a good thing to do we stay tuned we have some exciting yeah. did not you like that our, our conversation with don green wasn't that a good one that was good stuff i yeah, did
2: I, I took notes on it oh, while i yeah. listened again wow this Loser. has been,
0: been good it's been deep i apologize for my uh mm. of singing when i should have been serious uh, but thanks no, for hanging love
1: it. There with me it's okay michael I- I deflect with humor too, Michael. It's okay. This is a safe space. That's <laughs> no, good. It's good. It's we good get guys. it.
0: Thought we were in the nest. All right. Without any further ado, <laughs> I
2: thought we were in the nest. Are we not are we in we the not nest? Are we
0: not? Are we not, not in not, oh, okay. the okay. circle of justice? <laughs> uh,
2: I love that scene. <laughs> uh, I
0: am Michael O'Giblin.
1: I am Anna Luce.
0: I am Jessica Wearsma. And I am Christian Marshall. <laughs> 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 I was bringing it
1: full circle
0: Did you know that our episode with Don Green Did not have a mouth trumpet in it
1: Yeah you know I got nervous Okay so uh, (laughs) You didn't use the performance
2: energy You turned it into anxiety I
1: forgot to center and it was a big problem You were
2: not up for it You were down for it
1: Yep. Um, really you know, sad. I need to get a really hot weather mouth trumpet. Like mouth no mouth. No way.
2: No way in the art. What did it do?
0: Just when everything looks so dark. show folks i'm not sure that song is the most profound but it sure is catchy some great things to think about there a huge thank you to my co-hosts for their thoughts and honesty about everything they shared today and i can't share too many details but that audition that jess was talking about earlier in this episode Let's just say it went very well. So stay tuned to hear about what that means. And our work is supported by some great people who are our patrons through patreon.com. We would like to thank Ray Fisher, Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lomagood, Sarah Lee, and Anne Bergaman for their support. You are smart, you are kind, and you are important. If you would like to be our supporter, you can find the link to that on our show notes page, Perseus.co/41. If you can't support us financially at the moment, that's totally understandable. There is something you could do that would make a big difference to us, and that would be to go to iTunes and leave us an honest rating or review. It just helps other musicians find our show. Well, as we've been alluding to, our next episode is a great one. You definitely don't want to miss it. Stay tuned and subscribe to our podcast to be notified of when that comes out. Until next time, be well and practice well.
2: Christian, did you just, like, fall into a no. cave? yeah Maria
3: missed? turned off the light because she's like, I want
2: to go to bed. Oh, yes. we will let you know. I no, didn't know no, you no, guys no. were, like, recording in the bedroom.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that came we out do right do record off. in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, came out bam. Recording in the bedroom.
2: But what um, you- I feel like you don't understand since you keep repeating it, Anna.
1: What? No,
3: no, that does make sense. I think that's really.
1: I do understand. Yeah, Christian's recording in the bedroom. I,
2: yeah. <laughs>